May the grace and peace of our Lord and Savior be with us all in God's Holy Spirit. Good morning. I kind of hate to break up all this joy at the uh, entrance here. I feel kind of guilty almost, but it's wonderful to see you here and wonderful to see people celebrating the life of the church. We have some announcements today that Daryl will be walking us through. Good morning. Okay, a couple of things here I have in front of me. We want to remember to thank Hickory Hill Orchard for donating the apples for the UMW pie making. And they are still open, so there's a little thing here that says you can meet Santa on December 2nd and 3rd from 10 to 5, and they would welcome our visits during the week, I'm sure. Uh, Sally reminds us that today is the last day to order poinsettias, and the order forms are in the back. You'll order one per family, but you can list as many family members as you wish for that poinsettia. The other announcements are on uh, the back of your bulletin. Be sure to read through those. Um, I guess foremost is the craft fair that comes up on December 2nd for Christmas in the Village. Uh, the craft fair is from 1 to 5. Uh, Christmas in the Village is two to five. Should that be the other way around? No. no. Oh, okay. They open up. But we open at one? Yeah, in case right. they don't have the gates that open inside. Okay. okay. <laughs> It'll be fun anyway. Uh, free cookies, games, and projects. And we'll have the nativity set up in the church. And Sally needs help. If you can help her, please let her know today. Are you having a certain night for set up for the? Um, uh, I was thinking on uh, Friday morning around uh, 9.30 to 10 o'clock. You can help uh, set up the nativity sets and a lady can make Christmas decorations around it. That would be great. Okay. There's a finance meeting December 3rd and a unity house meeting December 4th. Uh, yeah, just one more brief announcement here. This is the third in my series of sermons on the three simple rules of Methodism, our general rules. And Reuben Job's book, uh, Three Simple Rules, which is a really simple book. You can keep it in your pocket. Uh, we have copies of that available, again, in the back of the church. Um, $7 if you're interested. You can take it and pay us later, whichever seems to work for you. But it's it's a wonderful book to have. And, and Would you pray with me, please? God of love, God of glory, glory, God who is the king of our hearts and the king of all creation, we thank you for this day where we may reflect on all the ways that you love us and the ways that we may stay in love with you. And so may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto thee, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer, either through us or in spite of us. Speak to us, thy people, we pray. Amen. Good morning. One evening... In the spring of 1975, I went 
to the snack bar of my college, more or less randomly, and a friend of mine was there with someone who I had a known of, but had not met. As I sat down at their table, my friend introduced me to Junaid. It was one of those moments when you know that you just met someone who would change your life. And so she did. I asked Junaid to marry me in the spring of 1976, and at our college graduation, I asked for her father's permission. He said no. <laughs> now, given that I was a scruffy, long-haired college boy with fuzzy ideas about responding to a call for a God, from God for ministry, I can't say that I could blame him. That could have been the end of my relationship with Junan, but it wasn't. We stayed in love with one another. And in the March of 1983, we got married. I wish that I could give you the very tail ending to this story, but I think that many of you know that our deepest love is not about a fairy tale. It's about allowing our love to grow through things into something bigger than the happily ever after of our younger days. So, through better or worse, richer or poorer, sickness and health, forsaking all others, we learn new ways to stay in love a day at a time. And most days that means remembering that everyday things that matter are important, and making room for new things that matter is very important. Stay in love. As the years roll by, it's easy to forget this simple idea. Keep not just happiness alive in your life ever after, but joy, a deep sense of accepting everything that life offers us with abundant, grateful love. Joy is not conditional in the way that happiness can be. Happiness is great, but it tends to be an if-then feeling. Turn on the TV, watch a show or a game, and be happy. Happiness gets dispensed from all kinds of places, but joy... Deep joy, joy that conquers everything that life can throw at it, that's a pretty rare commodity. Staying in love through thick and thin is where we find our joy. And staying in love with God is where we find the most powerful joy of all. Stay in love with God. The best source of the joy that makes life the best that it can be is actually one of the three rules of Methodism. Reuben Job's book, Three Simple Rules, updated the language of John Wesley's general rules for Methodism, and I really appreciate that. In John Wesley's words, our third general rule of Methodism asks us to attend to all the ordinances of God. Now, I know what John Wesley means by this, but this is one place where his language might leave us modern Christians a little bit cold. It's Wesley's way of reminding us that since the time of the prophets of Israel, our primary command in faith is to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul, and all of our strength. It's how we're able to love our neighbors as ourselves. Until our love of God rules our hearts every day, no matter what, we'll stumble and doing no harm and doing good, our other two rules. Like that character Joy in the movie Inside Out, 
who experiences the pure joy of a newborn girl, our first love of God is usually a pure love, perfect, glowing with golden memories. My golden marble moment with God was my baptism at 19 months. Somehow, even now, I have some very clear memories of my earliest life, and I remember the wonder and awe of God's Holy Spirit warming my heart when the water flowed over my head. But as with the movie, my relationship with God grew and changed as I grew and changed. The marvels of my memories of being with God had many emotions coloring them, including sadness, anger, fear, disgust. But the joy of loving God helps us to change the color of those memories. The pictures of my memories don't fade, but staying in love with God changes how I see them and use them. Like in a marriage, staying in love with God is no accident. It's a discipline. And John Wesley knew that there are a few important things to keep the discipline of loving God in our lives. Public worship on a consistent and persistent basis is the sign that we want to stay in love with God. My wife doesn't make tea for me just when she feels like it, and I don't send her hugs and kisses in my notes just when I feel like it. We keep showing up for one another with our hearts, knowing that keeping our hearts present makes our covenant relationship ready for joy, no matter what. We come here and worship to support one another in our faith so that we can all find that joy when we need it most. Reading and proclaiming the Word of God. Unfortunately, reading the Bible for many people is just a matter of education, of knowing and understanding words. But the Bible is not just words. It's God's love letter to us for all time. The Bible is the revelation of God's plan for the salvation of all of creation, including you. God's, God ministers to us through the Bible in love. And we can minister to others through sharing God's love revealed in the Bible. If we're wondering, where is the joy in my life? Reading the Bible, both alone and in fellowship with other people, helps us to find God's answers to where our joy is. The writers of Psalm 119 understood this big time. It's 176 verses, makes it the longest chapter in the Bible by far. And every word of it is a passionate love letter to the God of our salvation. If ever you want to know what it feels to stay in love with God, read Psalm 19, 119 out loud, end to end. And when we stay in love with God's word, will begin to be a witness to the joy in those words. When life is challenging, Wesley advises us to search the scriptures to help God to minister to us in our time of need so we can reclaim the joy of our faith patiently and with hope. Wesley also saw Holy Communion as a very important way of staying in love with God. Wesley advises us to take part in it whenever you can. I can't wait to finally get licensed to consecrate my own communion elements so that I can make communion available whenever and wherever I can to help people to stay in love with God. 
The Lord's Supper is our constant reminder that through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, God will never give up calling us to stay in love with God. We invite God's Holy Spirit to the table to seal God's promises offered through the body and blood of Christ. Through God's grace, our hearts may be warmed by God's joy in them as they help to transform us into the body of Christ, redeemed by God to spread the love of God everywhere. The disciples of Jesus saw Jesus revealed to him after Jesus broke bread with them on the road to Emmaus. If we want to stay in love with God, we should do the same. Stay in love with God through prayer, Wesley tells us, both with your family and with yourself and others in private. If we wonder, why doesn't God speak to me? You have to ask yourself, when's the last time that you spoke to God? Regular prayers, like the Lord's Prayer, are good. And one of the special joys of my family life is saying a wonderful special blessing over our family meals together. But I also want to encourage you to stay in love with God through prayer in ways that invite a conversation with God. Tell God about your day. Share all the colors of your emotions with God. Most people will do this alone, but I also want you to consider doing this in fellowship with other Christians. One of our most neglected traditions of Methodism is our original system of small group fellowships that Wesley called classes. They weren't classes in the way that we think of that word today. They were weekly meetings when people told one another how it was with their souls. And they encouraged one another with prayers, searching the scriptures for guidance, and encouraging one another on a path towards loving God. For a long time, Wesley's classes were the core of Methodism. To be a Methodist was to be in a Wesley Fellowship class. They were so important for staying in love with God that Wesley instructs us in the preamble of the general rules to make the classes the fundamental building block of practicing the three simple rules of Methodism. In the months ahead, I hope that we can all consider how reviving this Methodist tradition can help us to move forward as a church. And I do it for a reason, because United Methodist churches that have been reviving Wesley's classes are experiencing significant growth. And I think that it's for a good reason. They really help us to stay in love with God. Like those disciples on the road to Emmaus, we may be tempted to leave the love of God behind, making it a thing of the past when all our joys were like golden marbles as children. But God doesn't give up on us that easily. God walks with us, just like Jesus walks with us now, speaking to us through the scriptures, warming our hearts with the joy of God's salvation promises. Will we turn to Jesus when we feel that warmth and invite Jesus into our lives? Will we find the courage through faith to stay in love with God and to grow in God's grace to reclaim God's joy? Our answers to these questions will shape our place in salvation history forever.
our season of Pentecost is ending. The fires of the Holy Spirit, kindled 25 weeks ago, are giving way to the hopeful light of starry nights. The coming of the Christ child, our King of love, is near. Do no harm. Do good. Stay in love with God. It takes just three simple rules to be a real Christian. Do them together. Do them with your family. Do them alone. Do them with the world. Let the world know that being a Methodist Christian really matters. Because it really does. Amen. Please be seated. It's time now for the prayers of people. As we lift up our joys, our concerns, and learn how to stay in love with one another in God, be caring for one another in God. Remember always the people in our bulletins, those who are sick, those who have passed and their families who grieve for them, those who are recovering, and those who serve our military to bring peace and freedom throughout the world. We lift up this week especially Judy Salerno, who is ill. We lift up Sue Thomas, who is ill, I believe. We also pray for David, who's having a lot of pain after surgery, and we hope that that pain will be lifted up and healing brought unto him. Also ill with Sarah Cuff, who needs prayers for healing. I'd like also for us to remember the over 200 people who were slaughtered in a Sufi mosque in Egypt. People who were seeking a loving God. Everybody around the world needs to draw, draw close to a loving God so that our love for our God will transform the world. Would you pray with me, please? Loving God, we lift up these people who are ill, who are wounded, who have passed away through violence, and to all the other people and concerns that are on our hearts. Your love surrounds us like golden light, and we want all of our lives and all of our memories to be pure gold, warm and perfect. In the midst of our imperfection, O oh Lord, bring us in your light, your healing, your hope, and your transformation. Help us, dear Lord, to brush aside our unwillingness and sometimes our inability to see things your way and to allow the light of your love to show us the one true way. Anoint us in your Holy Spirit that we may be transformed by you in all things and help these people through our prayers and our faithful witness to come to a place of healing and hope. We trust in you for eternal life. We trust in you for a good life. And so we pray with you, for you, 
the words that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Before our offering, I'd like to lift up a mission moment. The United Methodist Church is a global outreach to the people of the world who need Christ's power. And one of the things that the United Methodist Church does is to help students around the world to live a better life through education. We support institutions like Africa University, where people from all across the continent of Africa go to be able to learn skills to bring back to their communities to provide a better life for those people. Today, right now, I am helping a young man from my mission village in Ghana to apply to the University of Florida and African University to learn advanced skills in organic farming so that he may help his community. People like those we can help through our donations and our prayers. Um, we have a white envelope that you should have in your program or that I handed to you. If not, we have them available for you. If you have anything extra to give to uh, our, our students around the world that we're trying to support, on this Methodist Student Day. That's greatly appreciated. It helps to lift up the world in Christ. And so with that, we thank you, dear Lord, for everything that you give us in grace as we present our tithes and offerings as a symbol of how we love you, dear Lord. Oh, my God. 
Amen. We have a charge to keep, a charge to stay in love with God. Let us say this together. Do no harm. Do good. Stay in love with God. We have a whole new Christian year ahead to do it. Let it be a year of discipleship that changes our lives. Amen. And now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine God's face upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up God's countenance upon you and grant you peace now and forever. And may the people of God say, Amen. Amen.